Hello, and welcome to Professional Disaster. My name is Matt Norman. And my name is Will Heepner. Not really sure why I said my name with almost a question mark at the end there. <laughs> um, but it was, uh, you know, just is, something. Is my name Matthew Norman? <laughs> my name is Matt Norman. That's a little Anchorman <laughs> reference, perhaps, there. Uh, yeah. Hey, you know what isn't a question, though? This podcast. <laughs> I know. Masterful segue. Yes. From your master uh, seg, seg, seg master. Here. But <laughs> even though we don't have questions, you might. You might have questions. <laughs> like about why do I listen to this? What yeah. is going on here? <laughs> no, maybe there are other things. Maybe other things like questions that you would like for me and Matt to answer or comments about things that we've already talked about or just praise for how awesome this <laughs> podcast is i'm uh, listen this is kind of a weird way to say it but we don't get enough praise for this yeah. uh, podcast. no <laughs> just i'm totally kidding i'm totally kidding but if you have any of those things you can email us at prof disaster 2023 at gmail.com not to be confused with prof disaster 2024 at gmail.com which does not exist <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah, that email address, uh, profdisaster2023 at gmail.com, is, is one of those uh, wonderful artifacts uh, signifying yeah, the start of our, our journey here in the podcast space. Established. That's right. Yeah, yeah 2023. Yeah. Have a nice little copyright uh, well, date thanks to it. To go with something that has been established also comes with a present. Oh. I have a gift for you. You have a gift for me? For you, man. Are you ready for this? Ready or not. Here, here, here it comes. Hold yeah. on. Check this out. Oh, my goodness. When did you get this? I got it in the mail a couple of days ago. All right. So it was I, supposed to get here before Christmas. So oh, okay. for the uh, seeing impaired. What <laughs> for those that somehow have not gained the ability to see through the podcast. <laughs> It is a black T-shirt. I won't. <laughs> I won't say the size, and it's got our logo on it, which oh is goodness. for that... those of you that don't know, Professional Disaster Podcast. Oh my gosh, that's so cool! So now you can wear that around, and people can say, "Hey, what's that podcast?" And uh, you can pretend like it's not yours, <laughs> and say, "Hey, it's this awesome podcast I listen it's to." It's like, <laughs> oh man, wow, you gotta check out this podcast. <laughs> you know, it's uh... Oh man! Well, well thank that, you, thank you, yeah, buddy. Man. This is fantastic. You're welcome. Uh, your wife knew about it, so oh, okay. she won't well, be surprised. Yeah. Well, it was so she's been keeping secrets from me. Yes. That's what you're telling me. Well, technically, our wives colluded, and I got one for Christmas too. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, fantastic. It was going to be kind of weird See, if it was but, just me that had the shirt. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's both of us, but since since our our wives colluded, but didn't include themselves in getting t-shirts mm -hmm. i'm not sure what that means mm -hmm. they, they, don't, they didn't want to support us they I guess. don't really have enough confidence to <laughs> wear the shirt around it seems that's fine yeah i might cry myself to sleep gonna, tonight you know, that's when i'll be waking up at like 3 a.m being like why didn't she get a shirt so <laughs> i'll just look over it's like tara 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 yeah. well today is a new year and because it's a new year, we're going in a new direction. We're going to switch it up a little bit. And we did this last episode. It was Matt's icebreaker question. And we loved it so much, 
we've decided to intro a new segment called Shoutouts. Shoutouts. Nice. And basically, uh, Matt and I are going to take a, a few minutes and maybe talk about some movies, books, uh, articles, weird Arnold Schwarzenegger, whatever <laughs> he listens to, uh, you know, that we might want to uh, say is really good and say it's worth considering or... Not all shout-outs are good. We might watch a movie mm, or a book that we say, mm. hey, steer clear from this yeah, one. It's, a, it's, it's hot garbage. <laughs> could be a recommendation. Could be a warning. Yeah, guess, could, as much could as be anything. a warning. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. What you got, Matt? You got any shout-outs? Yeah, I've got a shout-out. I've got a shout-out for a store. Oh. <laughs> um, not to not to upend the formula or anything like that, but one of my favorite things to do is to, uh, is to find myself at the local Ollie's. Uh, you know where you get some good stuff cheap. Yeah, uh, I believe is the uh, good stuff cheap. Nice. The way it works, <laughs> and uh, they have. <laughs> They're also sponsoring this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Been looking for a sponsor for a long time, and uh, no, it's uh, it, th- that's not actually my wreck or or my shout out exactly, but it is the way that I got to my shout out. One of the cool things they do is they have a lot of graphic novels, and they yeah. have them marked down tremendously, yeah. so I can I can really kind of impulse buy you know my graphic novels and not when feel I get too them. bad about it. <laughs> not feel too bad about it that's yeah. the that's the key thing it, it's really nice when you're getting something that was like 30 bucks for like six bucks i'm just feeling like man i'm i'm, I'm scoring such a great deal here. yeah it's man. like that's more exciting than the actual thing but i guess i'll share the actual thing too um there was this uh really cool graphic novel um about the justice league it was called justice league elseworlds and it's this uh you know the elseworlds thing is this like kind of alternate universe storytelling thing that they do and marvel does it too where it's like what if and it's just like things where things are just slightly different different. and there was this really cool story in that where it was kind of like set about a hundred years before uh batman and superman were actually created so instead of taking place in like the 1930s it was more like in kind of like the the 1830s or something like that and it was just this really cool fun story kind of re-envisioning them in a different era and that's cool and like how they you know their powers uh kind of operate a little bit differently batman actually has powers in that one uh too it's a it's kind of an interesting kind of spin on it and what i like about those types of graphic novels is just that it really makes you think about just how fun and creative storytelling yeah. is in in comics and literature and all of that so that's going to be kind of my my kind of quasi shout out is uh one that that story was awesome but also check out ollie's you know where you can get yeah, some good stuff cheap man. good good stuff cheap well it's it's funny you say that because i i also myself went to ollie's <laughs> that's great but i i came home with uh 95% off uh, Christmas lights. Oh, that's good. So, yeah, I didn't get anything as exciting as a graphic novel. No, so, but that feels really stuff. good, doesn't it? <laughs> but it's funny. I Part of the reason I wanted to go is because I was looking for another Jack Reacher book. Because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just read uh, the newest Jack Reacher book, which actually I didn't know. it. I was at Walmart, and I got one because I'd watched the show, and I'd seen the movies in the past, and I really loved the character. So I thought, man, I should read one of the books, see if I like it. Well, I finished this morning, and it was like four days ago that I started. So mm-hmm. obviously, I uh, I liked it a lot. <laughs> hey, that's great, man. I know that like just kind of finding something that really grabs you like that yeah. is uh, is few and far between as far as a good book like that. So that's well, awesome. and it's really so. Most of the Jack Reacher stuff that's out on film, he's no longer in the in the army. Mm-hmm. And the book that I picked up, I didn't realize was, I mean, it just came out in October. Oh, so it's, it's brand new stuff. It's brand yeah. new, but it's a prequel. Oh. 
So it's written when he's still in the army, which I really enjoyed. And it's really nice because I bought a couple other books, um, obviously Jack Reacher books that I'm, I plan on reading. And, uh, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. I, I love, I love characters that are like bigger than life Mm -hmm. and like somewhat kind of like untouchable, kind of like John Wick or, uh, you know, other characters in the past that have been like that. Where they're they basically just, like superheroes, but yeah. you just don't call them superheroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it just really fun, really like suspense and mystery awesome. and action. And I'm I'm not a I'm not a reader, and I rarely finish stuff. So when I shout out a book. It's, it's it's got to be at least half decent. That was two for two, <laughs> read and finished. <laughs> I know, and it's I've now read more books this year than I did last year, so that's good. No, seriously though, I think that's cool. Reading is one of those things that I I sometimes you know life just gets really busy, and I really do think there is something to the fact that the internet sometimes kind of screws up our brains so that our attention just can't. Yeah, can't focus on the written word as much. But when I actually kind of like get back into reading a book, I'm kind of like, man, I love reading. Yeah, (laughs) it's just like it's really good stuff. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's nice. Well, we'll we'll transition into our icebreaker question. Only one for today, since we took a little bit of time for shout out. And uh, so my question is for you, Matt. And uh, a little bit nervous about this question because it might not be something you want to answer on the pod, but I think it's helpful for everybody. It's something that I think all of us as parents have to wrestle with and figure out. And uh, your boys came over and hung out at our house on Wednesday. Yeah. uh, Because our school system's a nightmare and your wife had to go back to work before your kids went back to school, which I think is outrageous, but that's beside the point. But they came over and they had gotten two new gifts for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Nice, Mm -hmm. beautiful little iPads. Yeah. And I think that one of the hardest things as a parent is regulating your children on the iPad. So I was just kind of curious if you guys had like a plan or maybe some some rules that you enforce with screen time Absolutely. or iPads. Yeah. Uh, because I think that's something that a lot of parents we face, and I thought it'd be cool to talk about that. It's a, it's a great question because a lot of our trepidation from getting uh, the boys' tablets was like we don't necessarily want to encourage overuse yeah. of a screen. Um, you know, the so the boys for the longest time had these, you know, pretty – you know, pretty, 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 what's the word I'm trying to think of? I don't know, cheap, uh, you know, Kindle, <laughs> Kindle fires for the yeah. longest time. And they had broken them and, you know, they had gotten into the habit of, you know, playing some games on them and stuff like that. And occasionally with permission, you know, watching, watching some streaming and stuff like that. And we thought it was appropriate to kind of like buy something for them that, you know, if, if we're going to let them do this, we want to make sure that they have like a high quality device to, uh, to watch it on. So we, we, plunked down the money to do that and got them all set up on that over the last week. But absolutely. One of the things that I did kind of like intentionally as I was kind of setting up both boys device was like looking at, you know, like what are the, you know, kind of the parental options on it? What are the, especially the the screen limit options on it? Because it's one of those things where, especially interestingly enough, Sam, he's getting to the age of wanting to watch a lot of YouTube, you know, he just wants to watch YouTube constantly and watch like, 
gamers uh, streaming their which different blo- things. Which blows me away, it's dude. It's so strange to me. <laughs> this generation is all about watching other people play video games, and I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it either. I mean, the... the <laughs> It's going to sound like I'm really nagging on them, but they're not that good. <laughs> like, he'll play them on, like, the TV or something like that occasionally, and I'll be like, yeah, okay. But it's like, you know, you're spending, like, three hours watching one of them. That just seems uh. insane to me. Um, so, you know, we want to be really careful to make sure that Sam is not getting sucked in too much, and obviously Jeff wants yeah. to do whatever Sam does, so it's uh, it's really important. So we've set pretty strict limits uh, on how much time they can spend on the yeah. tablet, just, just full stop. You know, we, we've kind of... It depends on the day, the day of the week, right? Yeah, you know, yeah Different yeah. rules for um for, Saturdays for are different. Versus, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, weekends, yeah, one hundred percent. So we kind of like I was talking to Tara about this. It's like here was the actually hardest part. I said, you know, if we're gonna ask our kids to do this, we really have to take a hard look at our own habits yeah. too. And it's amen like, to that. Let's. It, I'm not gonna. I, I said I challenged. Tara and she was on 100% on board. It's like, let's not ask them to do anything that we ourselves are not comfortable Dude, doing. It's funny you say that because I feel like part of the reason why I've gotten a lot of reading done in the last couple of days, I think Stephanie and I both are trying to switch our habits from instead of grabbing a phone in our yes. free time to grab a book. Yes. And yes. it's amazing how much how much reading you can get done. Absolutely. So right after I set all the screen time limits on, on the boys devices and they get like, they get about, um, let me see this, this always depends on like, you know, whether they've got all their stuff done too. So it's like they'll yeah. get an hour, uh, a day during the week and they'll get, uh, three hours on a, on a weekend. Yeah. Uh, day. yeah that's cool. And I said, but then right after that, I, I, I went and put the screen time limits on, on my device too, based more on apps than on total usage. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I basically went through all my, what I call distracting apps, you know, um, Marvel puzzle quest and, <laughs> <laughs> and like some of like, you know, uh, 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 Reddit and Twitter and stuff like that, which I, I primarily just do to, uh, to lurk and grab news and stuff like that. But yeah. then I eventually get sucked into like you know really oh, just yeah. pointless memes oh, and yeah. stuff like it's, that it's hard not to i don't need any of that and, it, and it's just like you said i really want to we want to be more intentional and this was the way that we presented it to the boys it's like let's let's be more intentional about just having more time together yeah. where we're fully yeah, present cool. with each other and yeah there are some days obviously where and i think this might have happened on wednesday where it's like yeah okay this is a weird day so i'm gonna let you have just a little bit more and yeah know, it'll be yeah. different but uh for but sure by and large we want to kind of build that expectation there it's a yeah it's a tough balance so is there are there do you guys have any other rules i've heard a lot of parents will um take tablets at night mm-hmm. make sure they're mm-hmm. somewhere not in their rooms do yes. you guys have any kind of rules like that yeah. tablets uh tablets go downstairs okay, um, cool. after the boys are not using them we and they cannot use them without asking permission first yeah. so it's it's like you know you you can um, you can divide up your, your time in the day however you want, but you know, you have to like if they want to use it in the morning, they have to get all the way ready first because we gotcha. cannot have a situation where, you know, we need to go out the door to get to school or something like that and they haven't gotten a shower because they've been so distracted by their, you know, their tablet yeah. use yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. So there are a lot of parameters for like, you know, you gotta do some good behavior to kind of show us like, yeah, okay, you can have a little bit of, you know, downtime, so yeah. a, a reward, so to speak. You know, and it's obviously a a balance a, a kind of a never-ending struggle of like you know enforcing yeah. that making sure that everybody's staying honest on that and but well, I, I think, it works i think that the temptation for us as parents is to say it's easier for you to just not have this the only problem with that is yes is that at some point they're going to get old enough 
and they're going to get that. And if they've not been shown how and why to regulate their yeah, usage yeah. on it, you know, what is that going to look like? Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, is that going to potentially grow into a full-blown addiction because yeah. nobody ever taught me how to, you know, restrict myself and have good, you know, you know, not not to do this all day long and, you know, to make some of those choices for myself when I get older rather than, okay, I'm out of the house. Now I can do whatever the heck I want and I'm going to sit in, you know, a corner of the room and, and kill dragons all day long. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and, and that's a really good reference to one of the apps that Sam loves about the <laughs> dragons. Um, it, but it's like there's it was a conversation we were having with Sam in particular last weekend. I can't remember exactly what was going on, but it was like Tara was Tara was really frustrated with him because he was just so so disrespectful and she's like i just want to take away his tablet and i said we can do that but let's make sure that we're doing it in the right kind of like with the right kind of explanation you know yeah. it's not about punishment it's more about concern we're concerned that that you know his addiction to screen is just making him you know kind of loose perspective on yeah. things it's making him a little extra irritable it's making him a little less patient you know yeah and and just kind of expressing that to him and i think that conversation went a lot better from that angle because we have to make sure that you know to the degree that it makes sense, you're sharing with your kids about this kind of stuff and not just saying, you got to do this because I say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or because you've been bad, you know. Yeah, I mean, sometimes that's, cool. that's a reason to do something, but we just we want to find that line there, too. Cool. cool. Yeah, that's really interesting. Good, Cool question. Yeah. I I, you know, some people don't like to talk about that kind of stuff, so I didn't, I didn't know how to gauge it. But There was a period of time where I was kind of like, man, I felt awful about the idea of them even having yeah. uh, a tablet or a device or anything like that. And certainly, you know, if somebody were to come back at me and say, like, you know, you know, you, you shouldn't let them have it at all. I mean, I would understand. I do understand yeah, the yeah. argument. It's just that's the concession that we've kind of had to, <laughs> yeah. to make. And I, and um, I, think, I think we all get there. Yeah. And I can do that. Well, let's transition into the disaster at hand. Matt, we're going to turn it over for you for uh, the setup on this one. Yeah, absolutely. So we got a really good question about this over the week, and I'm not going to mention the person's name just because of the nature of the question, but it's a it's a question that I think we can all kind of kind of understand as we you know kind of move into adulthood and what that means for us, and if we're you know blessed enough and fortunate enough to still have our parents in our lives, we kind of want to ask the question like you know how do you uh, involve them or how can they be a part of your life? But, and this is what's really important, have boundaries. So here's kind of the question. It says, uh, as adults, how do you as Christians uh, set boundaries with your parents while still honoring your mother and father? Mm. So I think I thought that was a really compelling question because the idea of honoring your mother and father is obviously so important. And it doesn't say in the Bible, you know, do it just while you're a kid, right? You know, there's something very powerful about what it means to honor your elders and how that that impacts our lives going forward. So I think I'll say for me personally that it's definitely a type of question that, that really changes depending on a couple of different factors. We can definitely talk about that. We can definitely talk about like some, some kind of like specific um, strategies. Uh, but there's this kind of concept that I'm really curious about your thoughts on about like when you even hear the term like honoring your mother and father what kind of comes to your mind on that yeah I'm sorry I've seemed distracted I'm I'm trying to look up a 
a verse here. Yeah. Sorry. Oh. I meant to give you more time to. <laughs> no, to no. You're, I mean, I could have done this ahead of time. So uh, this is this is on me. I was trying to look up the the root for for honor, like what the word actually means, because I, I think that's where we have to start. Right. Is, you know, how do you how do you define the word honor? Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, when I know what that means, then I can figure out like, what, what does that look like in my life to honor my mother and father, uh, in a way that, you know, doesn't, I, I think it's hard because this is the one commandment that comes with a, you know, a promise, right? Uh-huh. You, you honor your mother and father. And the days of your life will be long. I mean, it's like, and things will go well with you. I, there's different uh, alliterations of of how that turns out, but overall, it's like, yeah, this is this is a good thing. This is something that you should do. Yes, it'll um, benefit you. You know, when I think of like honoring God, I think of my actions, my behavior. I think of legacy. I, th- I think of a lot of those things. So I don't necessarily think that honor means i think it can mean obedience but i don't think that that's not necessarily what it means exactly that's, certainly that's not all it means right yeah you know, like that's... um i just think it's it's a part of it because certainly you know i i don't think this is what this person is asking but to somebody who has parents who are not godly who are who don't give a rip about jesus christ who who you know are even evil mm-hmm. and have, you know, they're asking you to do evil things. It doesn't mean, well, you know, God's asked me to do this. I, I think there's a really interesting thing in scripture where, you know, Jesus's mother asked him to, to turn water into wine at a wedding feast. And Jesus is like, woman, no. Yeah. Right. My right, time, right, right. my time hasn't come yet. And I think that that's done because of honor. Mm-hmm. Not just honoring his mom, but honoring the family and the embarrassment that would have happened had they ran out of wine and what that would have meant to the wedding and the future of this couple. Like there's so much involved there. And I think that it's easy to get torn up into this idea of, okay, I want to honor my parents. I know they love me. They raised me. They did a lot for me. But at the same time, it doesn't say let your parents walk all over you. Yeah. Let your parents abuse you, you know, let your parents, you know, do whatever they want to you because they have a right to because they brought you into this world and they can certainly take you out of it like that. What a what a load of garbage, because if you want to get real technical, Scripture says that I was knit in my mother's womb by the hand of God. Okay, yeah. so you may have, you know, been a part of it. God used you, but you didn't make me. Uh And so I, I think that there's. There's a way in which. And it's not easy. I think probably finding the the line here is what's really difficult. Is what where where do I draw the line, and how do I put in boundaries? Because I think that not putting in boundaries could potentially put you at risk of dishonoring your parents just yep. as much as having them. I think so. Yep. Because you if you don't put boundaries there, and then all of a sudden you're like, nope, you you can't be in my life anymore, because you have completely, you know, wrecked me. You're, mm-hmm. you're, 
you're making my marriage difficult. You're saying stuff to my kids. You're not, you're not, you're not doing what I said or asked you to do with my, you know, my children. And I've wrestled that with, um, a little bit, you know, when you, you want to send kids over to the grandparents and it's like, please don't feed them sugar at night. Yeah. It's like, right. Well, I'm grandparents. I'm supposed to spoil them. It's like, uh, I, I appreciate that, but no. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was going to as well. I think it's interesting because I almost think you can think of this in like maybe two different types of stages, right? So there's the kind of transition from, you know, kind of teenager to young adult. And especially when you're kind of like move out of your parents' house, right? And, you know, you're 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 moving out of your parents' house. You're, you're kind of establishing your own life. And then I think it kind of changes once again once you get the grandkids right mm-hmm. once you've got kids yeah. and now they have grandkids there's kind of a whole new level of conversation that needs to happen and i i was gonna kind of ask the question and maybe this is a weird way to ask it but can you think of a time has there been a time where you had to have a conversation with you know either of your guys's parents just to kind of like set some boundaries or expectations either about your either about what they were doing with your kids or, or, uh, or just, you know, the way that they were maybe, I don't know, still kind of like treating you like a kid. Man, I, I don't think so. I feel like I've been pretty lucky. And part of it is, uh, it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. I've lived I think pretty, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, I've lived exactly. pretty far away from, you know, my parents since I was 18. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like my I feel like both of my parents transitioned really well from parent to mentor friend. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Like, and I think that that's easier when you have a child that has a solid relationship with the Lord because it's easier to trust. Yeah. Like, okay, I know they're pursuing God. I know that that's what they care about. And so, you know, I, I trust them and, and when they want to, to reach out and, you know, you know, the interesting thing is that I've, I've found it. The word obey or honor says to listen or to hearken. Ah. Um, uh, to, to hear under the sub, as a subordinate, to listen attentively, uh, implication to heed, to conform to a command or authority. And I think that there, there's so much of that that I think we have to be really careful with. I think listening and, and giving your parents an ear is something that yeah. they deserve. And I think considering what they're telling you. And it's hard to know what age, you know what I'm saying? It says, you know, obey your parents. At what age is that change? Yeah, you know what right. I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. who is the audience here? And and I think that that's a command for everybody, but I think even more so, I think as kids, it's important for them to, you know, listen. Yeah. You know, part of the, I I did a sermon series about the family dynamic, and there's a really interesting verse in Ephesians two that talks about, and and fathers don't provoke your children to anger, mm-hmm. and so it's not like there's like a there's a give and take here. Sure, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's is. it's not just children. It's your job to honor your parents. But it's also as a parent, don't provoke your children to anger. Yeah. You know, don't yeah. <laughs> and and finding the and obviously 
there's times that you know you might provoke your children to to anger because you're trying to protect them and they don't understand that um but i to, to me i think this question probably came in more so because some parents have a hard time making that transition yeah you know still feeling like i need to give this person advice i need to, and and i think that there's some parents that don't realize that if i sit back and i don't offer my opinion every time I think I should, then my child might reach out to me and, mm-hmm. and ask. Or I, I think there's different ways. That, you know, it even goes back to the, you know, the log in your own eye. You mm-hmm. know, at some point it's like, and things change. I think that's the hard part is because you have a parent that wants you to parent the same way they parented. Yeah. And you're like, nope, I, I was under your parenting. No, thanks. I'm not, I'm not doing that to my kids too. And I think that we all just try to do the best that we can. We take you know, from, you know, the, some of the best things from, you know, what our parents did and maybe some of the things that we think maybe should have been done a little bit differently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, obviously all that perspective changes, but it's, to me, I, I think it's, it's all about relationship. And I think probably I would say speaking from experience with, with, within one of those things, a lot of times what happens is, is that we don't have the hard conversations. Yeah. Right. And then when we don't have those hard conversations, there leaves room for it to be interpreted in different ways. And then feelings get hurt. And then, you know, people get separated or there becomes, you know, bitterness or something that, that kind of seeds between that relationship between, you know, you and your parents. And I, I think that, you know, Ultimately, the idea is is that your parents are God loving and God honoring, mm-hmm. and if they're pursuing the Lord, then what they have to tell you uh, from the uh, from the you know the spiritual leader of the household, and I think that's a really important thing too. Mm-hmm. Who's the spiritual leader of your household right now? It's it's not your dad and mom anymore, right? You know, you've you've gone and you've created your own household, and you've got to do best you know to honor the people yeah. in in your house and it, to me it's a really it's a hard dynamic especially when when they live close because you can't really i, I think some parents feel like they have the free reign to well i'm grandparent or i'm you know i'm, yep. I'm allowed to do my my mom's dad would when he greeted you after he hadn't seen you a while he'd grab your butt and tell you whether or not you'd lost weight or gain okay. weight. Yeah, cool. Like <laughs> and he meant well by it. It was it was just kind of his weird thing. Yeah. But no. <laughs> no. Just Dude. no. <laughs> no. I hear that. You, 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 no. No. It's just not a, it's not appropriate. You know, it's not helpful. So I I, I think that I think that we can continue to respect um, and draw boundaries at the same time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You've touched on you've touched on a lot of really cool stuff there that uh, that you know really clicks with me and and some of my experience too is that first of all, uh, sort of my first year, um, moving out of the house. Uh, shortly after that, I also got married, so there was kind of like a whole new complication to the you know kind of moving out and and being my own you know person and in my own family and that yeah. kind of stuff but but that was a that was a very challenging year i think for for my folks to kind of try and understand like what is our role here what do we do um and then also for me as as a you know kind of a 
kid still, essentially, you know, I was, I was like 22 and I was trying to figure out like, how do I, how do, how do, how do I establish myself? You know? So I think you've got that awkwardness kind of coming from both sides and it creates a lot of possibility for, you know, poor communication, you know, good intentions just being, you know, maybe misdelivered or, you know, not executed as well as possible. But Something you said to me. Oh, oh, wait, sorry. To finish that thought, it all changed after I moved away, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you move away, you get some distance. Um, it gives you a lot of perspective. I think on both sides, and my relationship with my parents has been, you know, I mean, like just superb uh, yeah. since then. But there are certain things that you can kind of like figure out that if you, uh, <laughs> when you when you kind of realize that oh my mom or dad for that matter I don't mean to you know stereotype or anything like that but if there's some nagging or something like that that's going on ignoring it obviously doesn't do any good because it will just come back more yeah. next time you know and there are different ways that you can address it like you said a conversation is probably a really good you know kind of way to just just kind of reset things try to clear the air try to reset expectations and hopefully make things better one thing that I kind of started to do as I was kind of like anticipating, like you said, sometimes your parents just kind of want to give you a lot of advice. And, you know, if you don't kind of respect that advice the right way, it can kind of like come across the wrong way. So what I started doing was I remember like having a conversation with Tara and I, I, don't think I'm misremembering this, but, but it's a little bit fuzzy. It was like when we were first looking at buying a house out in, um, uh, out here in Indiana, it was kind of like, okay, this is, if we do this the wrong way, this could really hit my my folks in the hard place. So what I did was I went to them and I said, hey, you know, we're, we're, we're really thinking about this. We'll hope that you'll pray for us about it. So essentially kind of like, you know, involving them in the, you know, yeah. like the, 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 the shepherding or the stewardship of this in a way that, you know, it's like that was the way that it made sense to kind of like honor them in that effort so that they didn't feel like, oh, you know, they just – cutting us out of the process totally it's like no please you know pray for us and and you know i've been really intentional about like you know whenever i do have a thought and i was like i wonder if dad or mom would know something about this you know just just picking their brain about something and then it's just like what you kind of described that kind of i think put them at ease a little bit that they're like okay matt's not totally ignoring us he'll come and ask his questions if he yeah. has questions yeah. and you know it, it kind of like reset our relationship in a really good way i think that it's really important to have the conversation and I think that if you're worried about well I'm worried this conversation won't go well what it may not but I can guarantee you the explosion will be worse yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah like waiting until you've you've had it up to wherever yeah yeah <laughs> and you know you end up blowing up you know, I, I think that one of the ways we honor our parents is by going to them and saying, hey, this is how I feel. I was just thinking the same and, thing. And, yeah. and this is, you're making me feel this way. Now, I think that you said something beautiful. I, I think your approach is everything because I think you can say, listen, mom or dad, I I know you love me. I know you care about us. And I know that your intention is not to make me feel this way. But this is how this makes mm -hmm, me feel. Mm -hmm. And I really, I need you to respect me too. Because I, th I think that respect should go both ways, yeah. especially as you get older. I mean, it's a little bit different when, you know, when it's, when it's younger. But, and then at some point, I, I know plenty of people that have had to just say, 
I'm sorry, you, you, if you can't stay within these boundaries, you know, I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I think it's okay to put up boundaries and then to renegotiate those boundaries if sure. they're held. Sure. And then if they're not held to strict, you know, make them stricter. Yeah. You know, and then say, hey, if you're if you're not going to abide in this, you know, then, you know, if you're going to keep lying to me or if you're going to keep drinking. And then those are extreme. Yeah. You know. No, but very realistic. But too. Yeah, that happens. Because, yeah. yeah. Then I'm sorry, you're not you're you're not going to be a part of your grandkids life if you're going to continue you know, these types of behavior. Mm -hmm. It's okay for you to do that. You See, I think that, you know, when you become the parent, you create your own household and it's your job to, you know, protect that household. And I would say the one thing that trumps everything else is our pursuit of God. Yeah. And I, I would say that our pursuit of God in most situations calls us to honor our mother and father and maybe in all situations and, and doing what's right does not dishonor them. And setting boundaries does not dishonor them yes. if it protects your family. Because, and in some small way, especially if you have to do something to, to protect your kids, I mean, you're protecting their legacy. Yeah. Right. You know right, what I'm right. saying? Or, or part of it, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, you mentioned something else a little bit earlier, too, that, that really stuck out to me. And I was thinking along the same lines. And I'm not saying that our emailer is necessarily um, at, you know, suffering this too but i think sometimes when we think about that distinction between honoring and boundaries we also as as uh you know children of these people we also don't want to be too quick to just kind of like you know dismiss anything either sometimes uh one way to uh to kind of like figure out what our boundary is is like kind of like okay mom or dad is kind of like nagging at me a little bit like that but but are they saying something that i probably do need to hear even if i yeah. don't want to hear it yeah um there's you know i think that's an important mindset to uh to keep present and in the forefront as well and, and i think it's beautiful because if you have that conversation i think it's easier for to, if if there are things that you can identify that bother you if you can clean some of those things up then it provides better avenues for better communication mm -hmm. because it's probably not everything that they do or say that drives you nuts. Yes. It's specific things. And so there are probably things and different helps and different things that, that we really need, you know, our parents in our lives, but you know, and I think that's, but if you don't have those conversations, yeah. then you get to a point where you, your connection wanes or your interactions drive you nuts. And, and I feel like, yeah, it's it's easy to get there, and it's easy yeah. to get to a place where you're like, well, I'd rather not see you for Christmas, to be real honest. <laughs> you, you saying that kind of reminds me of a, this is this may be, seem like kind of a silly or incidental little example, but it is kind of indicative. Uh, there, the, like, when we went to visit with my family uh, this past Christmas, my mom had gotten into, she, she just had it in her head that she really wanted the boys to open up um, some of their Christmas presents uh, early. And I was kind of like, why, why are we doing this? You know, like she, she was like, as soon as we got indoors, she's like, you know, it'd be really great for them to open up a present. And I'm like, why? I, I didn't realize it, but I was like, I really just didn't like that idea. And it kind of, I had to, talk to her a little bit about it and and ask her like why do you want them to open these presents and i realized that i the only reason that i really didn't want them to open it was because i didn't want them to open everything early and then be like in a weird you know state on like christmas or something like that yeah. and then be like 
buttheads on Christmas. And so <laughs> talking to my mom about that, it's like, I think we, we both want the same thing. We want our, we want, you know, Sam and Jeff to be happy. So it was, it was kind of like, instead of just putting up my defenses and being like, no, no, absolutely not. Thinking more about like, well, why do I feel the way that I feel? Yeah. You know, is there really something, you know, that's against my, my values or something like that? Or is it just something that I, I need to figure out better what's going on here. That's an important uh, piece of the puzzle as well. Yeah. Man, relationships are just hard. It's hard too. That was the other thing I thought of. It's like, you know, each, each situation is, is very different, right? You know, your relationship with your parents is going to be very different than, than my relationship with mine and and everybody that's listening. It's the same thing. And then when you have, is it step parents? Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, 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 it's yeah. E- certainly, it's even. it can be even. Yeah, when you've got like multiple, multiple, multiple sets yeah. of people, and uh, I mean, some of that I can, I, uh, like, it's, it's, it's. I can only imagine like how complicated that is, right? Because there's just so much or so many emotional connections that are at at play there too. Um, a lot of dynamics that that go into that. Yeah, I I just think it's hard because I think. S- in my situation, my parents got divorced before, uh, or after, sorry, that didn't make no sense. Um, after I was graduated, married and you were, you know, I was, I was an adult. And so I, I never had to really deal with like living Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. step parents. Sure. I just think it's, it's hard sometimes because I think there are certain step parents that feel they deserve or have more relational equity than they actually do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think it causes people to overstep. Yeah. And like, it's, it's not that I don't love and respect, you know, everybody, but it's just like, you're not, it's a different relationship. My mom, you're, you're not my dad. I, I appreciate who you are for my dad or for my mom. But, like, you're not, I mean, that's that's all you are to me. Yeah, right. You know, and, and that, no, I'm not saying that that won't change. That sounds so mean. I'm just saying that you just can't, relational equity just doesn't pop up magically. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's, it's like me coming into this position. And then just because I'm a pastor doesn't mean that, people are going to respect me that you know it takes time yeah yeah that's a really good point too you know what i'm saying like and it goes back to your point too about like you know the responsibility that a father or any parent does uh have you know towards their children it's like you're supposed to obey your parents but that's because they are also supposed to pour themselves into you and love on you and you know if that hasn't happened and not necessarily through anybody's fault or anything like that but like yeah. in that case if it just you know that person wasn't around for you to develop that kind of bond or that relationship it's not it's not going to be there, you yeah. know? That's, yeah. yeah. It's, it's tough. It's it's complicated. Yeah, you ain't kidding. And and that's the hardest part. And and I, I would go back to what I said is that, you know, seeking God is the most important thing that we do because mm-hmm. I think that he'll help guide us through these relationships yeah. and what to say and how to say it and what matters most. And, you know, but... Ultimately, relationships are hard because it takes two to tango. So, you know, regardless of whether or not 
you know, you get on the, the, the same page. And, you know, maybe some of it, we've, we've talked about this on an, an entire episode of just expectations. Yeah. You know, what, what somebody's expectations of you, what, you know, and I, I think that, I think that parents get wound up because not only do they have expectations for you and your, your kids, but I think that they are terrified that you're going to end up like them. Um, okay. And, and yeah. so sometimes understanding and maybe that's part of honoring is just understanding where they're coming from you know your parents in my opinion love you more than anybody ever could yeah and i think that sometimes you display we all display that in irrational ways (laughs) and it causes us to do things that maybe aren't helpful yeah yeah (laughs) you know what i'm saying and I, and I think about that in my own life. You know, there's there's certain ways that I react to my own kids where, I, you know, I can pretend all I want to that it's in their own benefit. But, you know, the more I think about it, I'm like, okay, maybe this is more about me than it is. Yeah. You know, about them. But. Yeah, it's it's. What's interesting about it, of course, is that, you know, as we as we go through life, you know, we'll we'll be fortunate enough uh lord willing to uh to get to the stage where we have to think about that with our kids yeah. too <laughs> it's like yeah. what what kind of you know uh father of an adult son um or children you know am i going to be like how well, do i provide that role for and them it, and it goes back to how important it is to teach our kids to love and trust the lord yeah yeah because if they have that relationship in their life, it's going to be so much easier to trust them on their own. That's true. If they're pursuing yeah. God, you know, I think it, it's 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 the relationships where people are not that. Yeah. You know, it makes it so much more difficult because, you know, you're you got way more worried mm-hmm. or way more to worry about. You know, but interesting. Well, yeah. we. Uh, Ready to transition into matters of faith. Why? Because faith matters. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. We're doing it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go. Here's here's the question for us. You ready for this? I'm ready. Uh, This one hits a little close to home. I'll be honest. Here it is. (laughs) Are you ready? I'm ready. Here it is. Ready or not, I'm ready. Here it comes. Are you ready? Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's like beating the radio. I know. Why it's is like, this? Is this thing? It's like no, your audio isn't skipping. No, I'm just being an idiot. Welcome to professional disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Are you using God to get what you want, or are you just genuinely seeking the Lord Almighty? Um. <clears throat> I had a frog in my throat. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was hard because if we sit down and think about, yeah, regardless of how well-intentioned or how pure your heart is at the beginning when you discover Jesus, yeah, I think this is the danger for everybody who lives. And, and maybe we can insert that great Batman quote that says that everybody dies a hero or lives long enough to become the villain. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Good, good. Good. And I, and I, I think that there's a really interesting verse in Matthew 7, I believe, that just says, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we do this? Didn't we do mm-hmm. that? Didn't we cast out demons? And Jesus turned to them and said, 
depart from me. I don't know you. I I have no idea who you are. And it all comes back to me. That question is my relationship with Jesus about what I can supposedly do for him. Is it about what I can be a part of? Is it about what I can experience? Or is it simply just because I want to know Jesus better? Uh Uh And I think that all that hinges what on, on your, it's interesting. I would say that all faith comes back to this, the heart. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at the Bible and there's a lot of sin. There are gray areas, tattoos, um, you know, but a bunch of random stuff like sure. that. Yeah. Where, shaving where, your beard. <laughs> yeah. Shaving your beard, praying without a, um, head covering if you're female, you know, whatever, whatever it is. It's interesting to me, whatever that, insert whatever it is. And and honestly, you could probably even put all sin there. Is it, what, what's motivating you? Yeah. Why, why are you doing what you're doing? You know, I've, I have a watch on and scripture is very clear. Do not adorn yourself with fine jewelry sure. and stuff like that. And to me, it's, it's, is my watch so that I can look at it and see that it's two twenty five on Saturday, the sixth, <laughs> <laughs> or do I have this, you know, Garmin sports watch so yep. that people look at me and say, mm, that guy's sporty. Yeah. Yep, yep. Or do I have it so people can say, Oh, he's, he's got some money. If he's yep. got a, uh, you know, some type of, you know, do I wear it? Cause I think it looks good. It makes me look a certain way. Sure. You know, everything that we do. And so to me, I think that all of us have to, at some point sit down and say, why do I go to church? Why do I read the Bible? Is it because I'm hoping that it'll earn me something? Yeah. Yeah. And if we've gotten to the point where that's sunken into our mindset, then are we not just using God to get what we want? Yeah. You know, versus just saying, I don't care what happens to me. I just, I'd like to see Jesus, please. Yeah. You know, like. I have, I have a um, potentially, (laughs) a potentially embarrassing question, I guess, to ask. Bring it on, As it relates to this, because uh, this might be me telling on myself a little bit uh, as far as this goes, or, or I don't know, maybe not. But I, I think, you know. Going back to the heart of your original question, it's like, you know, I think so much of a it, like like when you when you mentioned that, that that question to me before we started recording, I, I think we both just kind of went like, oh, you know, because yeah. it's like such a such a convicting thing to to ask yourself, like, yeah, when I pray, am I praying because I want to be delivered out of something or am I praying yeah. because I want to grow closer to God because mm, I want to focus in on him? And so my question for you is this. I, I mean, I'll just ask it. Is it possible? Is it possible to be totally focused on on God? Is it, it you know, this side of heaven, is it possible to like, you know, totally, you know, avoid thinking about those kinds of things that plague our thoughts and and you know, the the things that that oppress us in this world mm. in such a way that we can be uh I don't know. I, I want to say yes and no, because I think part of your question is yes. I I think that we 
I think that it's, I think it's possible to deliver, to be delivered from our desires. Yeah. But I don't know that it's possible not to wrestle yeah. with it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, and I guess what I'm trying to say is that I, I think that we can get to a place where our heart is in the right place, but we're never not going to think about it. Yeah. And I yeah. almost think that thinking about it is reassuring to me. Uh-huh. Because it's almost like I'm, I'd be more concerned if I wasn't thinking I, about this. I was almost kind of wondering along the same line. There's something that kind of grounds us a little yeah. bit about that. Like that, you know, cause we are human in that sense, you know, like if, if I was just totally serene about everything, I would almost be like more concerned about like, well, is something, you know, emotionally wrong with you that you're just yeah. kind of like dead into to everything that's going on. I, but I don't know. I'm, you know, we're wrestling I, this through a little I bit. I think if you, if you read the Bible and you don't, especially New Testament, I, I mean, both, but I think probably more often in the New Testament, yeah, that's to true. be honest. If you don't read the New Testament and come across verses that are completely sobering. That's true. Then you're not in a good place. Yeah. Because your pride has either allowed you to feel like you've reached a good place or you're just not understanding what the text says mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I, when you come across that, like I think that that verse in Matthew might be the most sobering verse in all the Bible for anybody that's a believer, because how could any of us not sit and say, man, I hope that's not me. Yeah. Yeah. Like right. that's, I mean, that's, it's terrifying. It is terrifying. That was the exact word I was thinking to of. think that there is somebody out there who is casting out demons and doing incredible works in the name of God, but missed everything. Yeah. And I've, I would say that my favorite connection point with that thought is the prodigal son or the tale that the two sons should be called and thinking about the older son because here you have the younger son that went away to the distant land and was an idiot and then comes home and finds the gift of God. And then you have the son that stayed mm -hmm. and missed it because he refused. But to me, that, that parable is about the heart of God. That parable is about what matters to God. And it wasn't about being obedient. It was about the relationship. So you had a son who stayed home and worked in the field. He worked his butt off. But he grew just as far apart from God as the prodigal son did. Yeah. And one of them came home and one of them didn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that is what I always want to be careful is that I don't work so hard for God that I forget who he is. Yeah, that's interesting. And forget his heart and forget what matters most. And that, I mean, I would say that's probably, I mean, shocker, he's speaking to the Pharisees, but that's what happened to the Pharisees. They got so worked up on trying to do everything right to do everything that God commanded that they forgot the most important thing, which was love mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that love changes everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so to, uh, to me, I think that that's, that's what keeps maybe what keeps us focused is it every, you know, every so often we ask the question, am I loving God? Am I loving other people? Mm -hmm. That's probably the harder question. 
About loving other people. Yeah. Yeah. Am I loving other people well? Because if I'm loving other people well, then it's answering the question that I'm not, if I'm serving, then I'm not doing this for, for me. me. Yeah. I think that's true. And, 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 but to your point, isn't it just as easy to go, well, am I serving for the wrong reasons? Sure. Yeah. Am I only serving because I want a reward? And I think that, I think that you can, it's almost like doing that, you serve out of your own power. Yeah. And that can only last so long. Yeah. Eventually you end up getting burnt out. The The thing that, and, and you know, this is, this is kind of a, re, a real time, you know, kind of like self-examination of myself is like, I'm just kind of thinking about like my, my, my headspace sometimes on some Sundays and things like that. But a lot of times I want to go to church because I feel like I need to get 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 into the presence of God, but I'm I'm kind of want to get into the presence of God because I'm hoping that it's going to, you know, kind of like fix me, like something that's 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 feeling off or something that, you know, yeah. I, I'm just and maybe and sometimes I I I, I think anyway, you know, uh <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I'm just totally off track and biased here. But sometimes I think that's because, you know, I recognize that I've strayed from God and, and you know, I, how important it is to get there. But other times it's because I'm just feeling depressed or something like that. And I'm hoping that going to church is going to make me feel, feel better. better. Yeah. And and there's there's a potential, uh, you know, well, I guess I'm of, I'm of two minds of it. And you can maybe you have the right kind of words to speak into it a little bit better. But it's like, you know, I think that that's that's so that there's something okay about that right yeah. but maybe that's it becomes dangerous if we you know if that's kind of like our our end goal is just to feel better about ourselves yeah. you know and not you know that 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 next level of or that you know that ultimate level of. i i try to to pray this as we leave a lot is that when we leave church is that god don't don't just bless us here yeah but go with us so that we can be the blessing. Yeah. 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 In the sense of like, I, I think that it's okay to come back to a place because you know how important it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, cause to me it, it just, it, it all comes back to that word relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Am I coming back here because I feel good or am I coming back here because I know that Jesus is going to give me what I need. Yeah. And that's who I need. Um, that's what I need to be connected. To I home. see. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's an important distinction and for sure. Yeah. To, it all, it all comes back to heart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, am I here because I know that this music's going to make me feel good. So I'm going to come in, I'm going to get what I want and I'm going to leave. And then God's not going to have anything else to do with the rest of my week. Or am I coming to refocus so that God continues to be a part of my everyday life? Yes. And I would say I, that's what I get frustrated with church, too, is that how many people are doing that, including me. And this week is is another example of of one of the ways that I have to be better because I'm not preaching this Sunday. Uh -huh. And when I'm not preaching, I'm I am not as good about being in the Bible. I get you. And, yeah. And yeah. which goes back to and is my obedience to be in the word of God simply superstitious. Mm hmm. And that is that I'm too afraid to get up there and preach, um, you know, not having been to the word of God. And yeah. if that's the case, that's, that's so shallow. Right. You know, and and so 
you know, and I, and I could sit here and throw a pity party for myself and say it's it's hard that when I get a break from work that I don't want to do something that is a lot like work. Yeah, the, right, right. <laughs> um, but that's something that I have to wrestle with and, and, and figure out and get through. But th- it's important, I think, for us to ask those questions and consider those things and say, I, and I think I've already been wrestling with that. And I felt like I've, I've, I had been in a good place of just being like, I'm not doing this because I'm superstitious because I know how much I need it. Yeah, and I know how right, much right, of a right, blessing right. it is in my life. And I know that it, it, it affects me in a positive way. Um, and, you know, sometimes, you know, going through some of the stuff that I've been going through, um, you know, stress and health and, and, you know, stuff with my dad. And it's yeah. just like, I think it's okay for those things to, to wake you up and say, yeah, man, I, I can't, I have to, I, I just have to be with God today. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, listening to, to worship music by myself and, or, or taking time to, to get on my knees and pray and, or reading the Bible, you know, what, you know, whatever it is just say, I, I, God, I can't do this without you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I think we just we just got to check ourselves every now and then and say we, we don't want to get into a place where our faith is is selfish. Yeah, it's it's just about what God can do for us instead of what we could do for Him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, JFK. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, JFK. <laughs> for for a great, great quote that I throw into everything. I love it. I love it. No, it's a, a pretty powerful thing. And and just kind of examining what the phrase, the term relationship means, I think is pretty, yeah. you know, provides a lot of clarity there. Because, you know, if you think about it, if, if a relationship is totally one-sided, it's not really, it's not going to persist, right? It's not going to last. It won't, it, it, it'll, it'll break apart. You know, you can't, you, and, and if you kind of, change it to be more like about like you know your your you know your friendship your best friend or anything like that if it's just you know all about me 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 that best friend is not gonna be your best friend you know they're gonna be like i really do not enjoy being around this guy you know it's a a give and take yeah that's a cool way to and and i think that like i think we get those wake-up calls yeah even we've done the there's been times in the past we've done the podcast and i've I used to always listen to it. <laughs> I, I, I don't anymore because uh, we do it live. I, I hear yeah. it. I hear it while we record them. <laughs> uh, but sometimes I enjoy listening. Sometimes yeah. I feel like I I miss stuff, so I want to go back and and listen. And uh, but I just there's there's times where I listen and I think, man, I feel like I I dominated too much of the conversation. And. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily intentional, but then I, you know, I go back into the next session thinking, okay, I need to be more considerate of making sure that Mac gets a chance to say what, what he wants to say. And I don't know that we've, I, I think we've probably both felt like that. And that, sure. Yeah. It's part of, I mean, it's part of what we do. It's just a small example, but I think that we do that, that with life all the time. Yes. And it, it's easy to go, you know what? I've, I've been too focused on my, myself when I've talked to other people or when I've interacted with, you know, my friend Matt and mm-hmm. man, I should have asked him how he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, you know, definitely I, thought about that, you know, but I, I think it's really great to think those things, but I think that shame would say, well, you didn't ask. So, 
you know, don't yeah. do it now. Yeah, right. Or, you know, don't send that text now or don't, you know, but it's like, whatever, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a powerful thing to realize that, like, you know, I mean, every day you have an opportunity to, you know, to to change, you know, a relationship or make up for something like that. And I think there's also something to be said about the fact that, you know, relationships don't have to be that this is, you know, maybe moving a little bit away from our original uh, question premise. But but still, I think it's it's something worth thinking about is that, you know, there are a lot of times where I think I mentioned this in a previous pod a couple of weeks ago, but there's like a relationship that is is sometimes it's never going to be like exactly like 50 50 split, you know, yeah. like in terms of your responsibility or your your engagement or something like that. The other person has to lift someone up and provide extra support sometimes. And and that's true for friendship. And and, you know, that what you were describing suggests to me, like, you know, we kind of have to forgive ourselves a little bit, yeah. you know, when you realize oh man I could have I could have said and you know I could have asked about his dad I could have you know yeah, done yeah, this yeah, or yeah. that and uh and maybe the same thing is true with our relationship with God it's like yeah no I haven't been doing a good job these you know this x amount of time but I can always start now yeah you know? yeah but shame says you don't yeah you don't deserve yeah that's who you are you you screwed up and yeah. you don't deserve it you know which is just stupid yeah and and I'm sure that you might have some friends that are like that but yeah. I mean, you can, all, all we can do is be different. Yeah. You know, we can't control the way other people feel. And the nice thing is that God's not like that. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's like there, are, there definitely are people that are very exacting in that yeah. way. You know, you screw up and you're, you're dead to me basically. Yeah. But, but I mean, you know, we're, we're blessed, you know, which that's, is so, that's so funny to me because that's how, honestly, that's how relationships can get better. Mm-hmm. I mean, there has to be, to me, there almost has to be some level of conflict mm-hmm. and the conflict that we can get over together, it just, it grows our relationship. Oh yeah. And even if you like, I don't know if, if trust is broken, you know, giving people a chance to rebuild that trust, that trust becomes even stronger. Yeah. Yeah. But I think some people, like you said, are just like, nope, sorry. One and one and done. Yeah. Or if if you're not going to put, you know, the same effort I'm going to put into this. And I just think that's so silly because it's assuming that we all have the same effort to give. Yeah, that we're all the exact same and that and also that we uh, react and and, you know, exude the same kind of like, you know, whatever, the same qualities, the same, you know, it's like the same level of communication. It it goes back to some of our conversation about introversion and extroversion, too. You know, it's like, can I ask you a question? Go for it. How do you feel about like, I I know that a lot of this plays into um, what we would call like the way we interact with other people, um, social intelligence, emotional intelligence, you okay. know, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, when, when you ask somebody, hey, you want to hang out and that, you know, no, or and then you start to feel like, you know, or I don't know that there's just like this. There's this interesting thing that we do as humans where if we hear the wrong answer, we make a lot of assumptions without mm-hmm. really knowing. And I was just thinking the other day, like if 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 you if I ask you out to lunch, mm-hmm. like you're maybe not just because we're friends, but you're you're most likely going to send something back to me like you did not too long ago. Not that I'm bringing this up again, just to make you feel bad about it. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Um, 
you were like, no, nah, I'm, I'm swamped today. I got, I got a meeting here. I got this, I got this, yeah. I got this. Like as your friend. Yeah. All I need is I can't today. Yeah. Yeah. Like wh- why do, why do people feel like they need to over explain? Yeah. And, and this, this goes back to like, I, so I invited the, the Normans to dinner last night and I felt like it was necessary for me to, to, to give you guys like a, an, an out. Cause oh, I did, okay. you know, I, yeah, didn't, yeah, yeah, I, right. I didn't want you to feel like you, you needed to come if it was something that you didn't want to. And, right. and it's like, there's a bunch of different reasons you guys could have said no, but this is, this is where me and my wife are different and, and she's different because she's way more loving than I am. I just don't care. <laughs> yes. Okay. But if somebody invites me somewhere, there's so many times where I'm like, I'm trying to invent an excuse. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's like, no, yeah. no, I don't, I don't feel like it tonight. I don't feel good. I'm tired. I don't want to be around people. I don't need to text any of those things. Yeah. I just need to say, I'm not available tonight. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I wish I could. Maybe I th- next time. It's a really good question because I've thought about that a lot too. I mean, I think you and I are in a really good space where I feel like we're both pretty comfortable enough with each other to say like you know if we can't do something like that to to say no and and neither of us are going to be all like oh man he's he's upset or something like that you know like that's but there are a lot of relationships that people have where they they walk on eggshells to a certain extent they don't feel that way i feel like there was almost kind of like a a at least when I was growing up, there was like, there was a lot of expectation about that. It was almost like a societal thing or a cultural thing where it was like you, you, it was just really expected. You had to have a good reason for yeah. no, or else you were a jerk or something like that. I don't know. I, obviously I don't have a very good answer for it, but it is interesting. I, I understand the observation. It's definitely something that's, that's very powerful, uh, very present. I mean to say, I just, I mean, there's just a part of me that just would be like, I'm gonna ask you this question, and, it, and if it's no, you do not owe me an yeah. explanation. I think there's some people though that that you know they say that, but they're they're and and I. Uh, what's what's funny is that you know it took me a long time to realize that you were being very honest when you say that because I think there's so many people that say it and they don't they're they're saying it. It's like you can just tell me no, but then they will actually still yeah. <laughs> kind of harbor it a little bit. <laughs> so it's hard to like trust that when people say that kind of stuff sometimes. That just seems so petty to yeah. me. Yeah. And it's you know well, what, and it's to and and there's so many assumptions that are being yes, made in that exactly too. exactly oh you don't want to hang out with me I think, I think no. it's honestly because we're all just kind of emotionally a little yeah. screwed up to some yeah. degree so it's kind of like oh, but does this mean they don't like me you know oh. we analyze our text messages so closely Over, now to kind of be like okay killer, what's going bro. on there we need to do a whole podcast on overthinking absolutely yeah yeah that's that that would be lots to talk about there yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drives me nuts, man. I'm an underthinker. <laughs> it's just because I'm dumb. <laughs> you are I not just, dumb. No, nah, I'm just dumb. messing. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. It just seems like, and I think we all get dragged into overthinking. But yes, trying to understand why, why did he do it? Why did he say it this way? Mm-hmm. Why did he? It's like, whatever, man. Yeah. And I think part of it for me is that. You know, if if somebody gets to a point where they're not doing something because they don't like my wife, like that bothers her. Yes. Right. It doesn't bother me. (laughs) I think, you know, 
certainly there's a personality thing that kind of goes into that too. There's a certain level. I, I was definitely someone that for the longest time that would have bothered me extensively. I think I'm to the point now where I'm a lot more okay with it than no. I used to be. I think, man, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I can't, I couldn't explain to you why that changed for me. I think it's because you have enough security to know that, okay, yeah. I'm not an awful person. I know yeah. that, um, not to, not to talk too proudly about anything. It's like, I know I'm a pretty great guy. Uh, <laughs> but, but no, but just you, that there are people out there that, yeah. that, you know, that, that I love and love me. And it's like, you know, okay, so we didn't click. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong and, with me. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with them. It just, it's just not and, happening. And why do we make the assumption that everybody, you like everyone needs to like me yeah yeah i think i've just been okay with the fact that there're going to be people that don't like me yeah there's i i think you know and you and i are our jobs kind of like have kind of given us a lot of um exposure to this too yeah. right because there are plenty of students that all have that for whatever reason it just doesn't click and then they do a great job in the next semester with a different professor or something like that and when i was a young teacher i was kind of like does that mean that i really screwed up or something no, like no. that but no it's just different people have different learning styles they have different attention styles or something like I've, that and they just didn't click we didn't click um i don't know if you, you know who matt rife is yes comedian yeah. he uh did a jumped on jordan peterson's podcast mm. which is real interesting they mostly talked about the attempt of him getting canceled uh which was funny because he talked about the fact that his supposed cancellation actually gained him more followers yeah uh, <laughs> But I loved what Matt said. Matt said, I understand that my comedy is not for everybody, but there's obviously enough people in the world that really think that I'm yeah, funny. Right, 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 right. He said, I don't, by any stretch of the means, think that everybody in the world's going to think I'm funny. And if you don't think I'm funny, then you know what? Don't listen to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, I, and I think that that, you know, that's okay. Yeah. You know? There's going to be people that, you know, you, your personality, your quirks, your, you know, whatever, just they're, it's not for them. Yeah. And that's okay. There's how many more people are there that, that love you for your quirks, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a powerful perspective well, there. Well, <laughs> this was quite a journey that we took with yeah. Matters of Faith today. I love <laughs> it. <laughs> we are professional disasters. We'll see you next time. Have a great week, everybody. Peace. <laughs>